Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Shoshana Tiakov, Tzala, Vesamecha, Tirotam Yachat, Chelet Mordecha. 
מקודשת לי, מקודשת לי בטבעת זו. הרי הרי את הרי את מקודשת לי בטבעת זו. הרי הרי את הרי את מקודשת לי, מקודשת לי בטבעת זו. הרי הרי את הרי את מקודשת לי בטבעת זו. כדעת משה וישראל, משה וישראל. כדעת משה וישראל, הרי את מקודשת לי. כדעת משה מקודשת לי בטבעת זו. הרי הרי את הרי את מקודשת לי בטבעת זו. כדעת משה
Light, isn't it? Very nice. By the way, I can't help but admire that fabulous diamond ring you are wearing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it's 40 carats. 
It's the famous Plotnik and Diamond. <laughs> the Plotnik Diamond? Forgive my ignorance, but I'm not familiar with it. Well, uh, between the Star of India and the Hope Diamond is the Plotnik Diamond. I never knew. You know, I would give anything to own a diamond like that. Oh, believe me, you wouldn't want it. Along with this diamond comes a case. The Plotnik case. The Plotnik curse. <gasps> Isn't that romantic? Not so romantic. If you know what kind of a case goes along with it, it's terrible. What is the curse that goes along with it? Mr. Plotnik. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. Oh, it must be the month of Adar, and in fact it is. Tuesday morning on this 16th of February, the 4th of Adar. Good morning, everybody. That was the uh, the diamond, of course, from our comedy segments. Uh, before that, you heard uh, Moshe Hecht with The Soul, The Spark in Every Yid from Joey Newcomb and Baruch Levine, Yehuda Green's Ruach, Hareyat from Yaakov Shweki, Srilly Williger's Nigun Navo, Itzik Eshel, brand new Purim medley, and of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's a Tuesday with 41 degrees, rain and then partly cloudy with a high temperature of 49, clear tonight, low 25, and tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high of 35 degrees. Yushalayim is at 60. We're at 41 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. It is the month of Adar, and I hope uh, the joy has increased where you are, to say the least. Uh, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Today is the 4th of Adar. It's my brother's 10th yard site, Harav Moshe Yonab and Harav Zev Halevi. And as I always do on his yard site, I remind everybody he suffered and then died from esophageal cancer. And it's a terrible way to go. And um, those of you out there who suffer from heartburn of any type, no matter how symptomatic you are, uh, small amount, large amount, very bad, not so bad, whatever it is, speak to your doctor about getting an endoscopy. An endoscopy is the test. Um, for early prevention of things like esophageal cancer, which often is caused by heartburn, which causes Barrett's, which causes cancerous cells. So if you suffer from heartburn or have any of those symptoms, speak to your doctor, get an endoscopy, and hopefully you won't have to suffer the way my brother did. And uh, this announcement has saved lives, and I pray that everyone out there who's listening to this right now who has those type of symptoms takes it very seriously, and who knows... Um, you, you, you might uh, avoid a terrible situation because you've followed up with your doctor and gotten an endoscopy. That's what you want to ask for. Colonoscopy, endoscopy, these are preventative measures, and you know they're, they're, they're screening. They're advanced screenings, and very often both are done on the same day, and very often both save lives. JM and the AM at 22 minutes before 7 o'clock, Ellie Hertzlick has a brand-new Purim selection. I want to thank executive. Uh, well, I don't know what. What's our official title now for Avrami? <laughs> Whatever it is, it, it, it's probably it's it probably in reality is more prominent than anything I'm about to say. So I'll just say thank you to Avrami who alerted me this morning to this brand new one from Ellie Hertzlick at JM in the AM. Si 
מצידי דרכים, בבגדים פשוטים, יושב ומצפה לרחמים של יהודים, עם קופסה קטנה מפח, מצלצל במטבעות. מבקש טובה, עוד מצווה קטנה, לחתן קלה או למשפחה גדולה, איך פרוטה ועוד פרוטה מצילה לנו חיים. הצדקה תציל ממה שלא יבוא, שלא יבוא, שרק יהיה טוב ותמיד. רק לתת, לתת מכל הלב, מכל הלב. עם חיוך גדול מאיר את השני. רק לתת, ואז אתה אוהב, אוהב את עצמך, אוהב את החיים. רק לתת. גדול, איך שקו אחד עקום מיישר את הכל, איך לשמח יהודי זה מרומם את החיים. עוד מצוות ועוד מצוות לאסוף זכויות, יש עניין כזה לשמח את הבריות, זה עושה כאן נחת רוח לכל היהודים. הצדקה תציל ממה שלא יבוא, שלא יבוא. רק יהיה טוב ותמיד רק לתת, לתת מכל הלב עם חיוך גדול מאיר את השני רק לתת ואז אתה Dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-
The scout you sent out four days ago has just returned. Show him in immediately, Lieutenant. Corporal Rappaport just back from four long, hot days on the desert's hands reporting, sir. At ease, at ease. Well, what do you have to report, Corporal? I am my Christ. I am my Christ. Lieutenant, quickly, a cold drink for the Corporal. Yes, sir. Listen, Lieutenant. If you don't mind, could I have an egg cream, please? <laughs> and I wouldn't die if you happen to have an extra cookie. Look, Corporal, I need your report and immediately. Now, look, I've got to move an entire division of men out of this area by sundown. And you're the only man to tell me the safest direction to move. Now, tell me, Corporal, can I move the men to the west? 
Certainly you can move them to the west. But I wouldn't do it. <laughs> to the west, this moment sits the entire Egyptian army. A boulevard of loveliness it wouldn't be. And can we move to the east? Certainly you can move them to the east. But I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Would you believe the entire Syrian army is waiting to the east? <laughs> Unless you think you're Lawrence of Israel. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. Uh, then I'll plan to make the move to the north. Now, that's a plan. Boy, what a plan. <laughs> I tell you, that's a plan from Planland. <laughs> you know what kind of a plan that is? A rotten plan. <laughs> To the north, surrounded by their planes and their tanks, sits the entire Jordanian army. Then I guess we'll have to move to the south. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> you mean we're blocked in from the south, too? General, in your life, you wouldn't believe how we are blocked in from the south. Well, what's facing us in the south? General, facing us in the south is such a big black Dog. <laughs> Tuesday morning, JM the end. One of the best comedy segments with a terrible punchline. It is such. It has such great lines in it, especially the one with a plan from Planland. But uh, it's such a terrible punchline. But there we go. Add our comedy segments as long as it brings a smile to people's faces. We're playing them here at JM in the AM. Gershon Veroba had Sovtavar Raktfila done by Avraham Alavim Freed. Avraham Willig with Simcha's Nigwin and Ellie Herzlick, uh, brand new with Rock La Tate here at JM in the AM. Tuesday at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web, and NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Welcome to a Tuesday with 41 degrees, some rain, then partly cloudy, and a high of 49, clear tonight, low 25, and tomorrow mostly sunny. High of 35 degrees. Yerushalayim's at 60. We're at 41 here in New York. A reminder, today is my brother's 10th yard site, the 4th of Adar, Harav Moshe Yona Ben Harav Zevalevi. He passed away from esophageal cancer. I want to remind everybody, especially if you suffer from heartburn, speak to your doctor about an endoscopy. That is the screening test that's done to, um, to catch these types of cancers early on, early detection. Ask your doctor about an endoscopy. That's what you're looking for. And especially if you suffer from heartburn, often that turns into Barrett's, which turns into esophageal cancer. So again, colonoscopy is important. Endoscopy is also important, and often you can get both done on the same day. If you suffer from heartburn, certainly, and if you're a certain age, I guess, if your doctor would say so, or if you have a family history. Please make sure to get an endoscopy. And again, this is done. These announcements are done. Lazech Nishmas Harav Moshe Yona Ben Harav Zev Halevi, whose yard site, his 10th yard site is today. Wow. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. הרשויות המקומיות נגד המורים הלא מחוסנים במועצה האזורית מטה יהודה הודיעו 
מורה שלא התחסן יחויב להציג בדיקת קורונה שלילית בכל יומיים. מדווח כתבנו לענייני חינוך דורון קדוש. בעקבות מקרה של מורה לא מחוסנת שהתגלתה כחיובית והכניסה לבידוד עשרות מורים ותלמידים, במטה יהודה הוחלט להציב תנאי למורים. אם אין לכם תעודת מתחסן, עליכם להציג בדיקת קורונה שלילית כל 48 שעות, אחרת לא תוכלו להיכנס לכיתות. כזכור, ההנחיה מנוגדת לעמדת היועץ המשפטי לממשלה, שהנחה כי בשלב הזה אין להטיל עיצומים על מורים לא מחוסנים. הקורונה הכלכלית, רמת החיים בישראל ירדה ביותר מ-4% ב-2020. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה ניתאי ענבי עם נתוני הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה. רמת התוצר הכלכלי לנפש התכווצה ב-4% ועשירית בשנה שעברה בצל משבר הקורונה. זה נתון טוב יותר מרוב המדינות המפותחות. לפי אומדן ראשון, המשק הישראלי התכווץ ב-2% וארבע עשיריות ב-2020. גם כן נתון אופטימי יחסית ביחס להערכות בשיא המשבר. היועץ המשפטי לממשלה אביחי מנדלבליט הודיע לוועדת הבחירות המרכזית כי הוא מתנגד לפסילתה של אבתיסאם מראנה ממפלגת העבודה שכמה מהאמירות שלה עוררו סערה. כתבנו לענייני משפט יובל הראל מעדכן כי מחר צפויה ועדת הבחירות המרכזית לדון בכל בקשות הפסילה שהוגשו. יושב ראש סיעת הליכוד חבר הכנסת מיקי זוהר הגיב ביומן הצהריים על הדחייה ואמר, אנחנו לא מופתעים. ההחלטה של מנדלבליט לא מפתיעה אותי. אנחנו יודעים שכל מה שקשור לשמאל, תמיד ההחלטות נופלות בצד שלהם. מה שקשור אלינו לימים תמיד נופל נגדנו. ככה אנחנו מרגישים כבר הרבה מאוד שנים. הדבר הזה הולך ומחמיר בשנים האחרונות. לקראת מזג האוויר הסוער בירושלים נערכים לסערה המתקרבת שתגיע לסיעה מחר. עם סיכוי רב לשלג ראשון בעיר לאחר שש שנים. כתבתנו יעל חיימסון שמע את ראש העיר משה ליאון. כרגע השלג נראה רציני, הוא מתכוון ברצינות להגיע. יש פה 250 כלי רכב צמא, כלי רכב כבדים, שאמורים לפנות את השלג. הבקשה שלנו מכולם, מכל התושבים זה... לא לנסוע בזמן השלג, סכנת נפשות. בכלל, עדיף שבשעות האלה נהנה בחצרות מהשלג מאשר להסתובב עם המכוניות. ובינתיים בחוץ הטמפרטורות יורדות והרוחות מתחזקות. בלילה תגענה עוצמת הרוח למאה הקמ"ש. בשעות הקרובות בצפון הארץ ובמרכזה יחל לרדת גשם מלווה בסופות רעמים. הלילה כבר גשום וסוער בצפון הארץ ובמרכזה. במדבר יהודה ובים המלח חשש משיטפונות. לפנות בוקר יחל לרדת שלג בפסגות הגבוהות של הרי הצפון, וייתכן גם בפסגות הגבוהות של הרי המרכז. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. בחסות אוטודיפו Look out, cause here we come 
marching on to the beat we drum. We're not scared to be seen. We make no apologies. This is we. Pretty amazing, huh? What a combination. Ellie Schwabel and uh, Shulam Lemmer together on that. Just a great video, wonderful song. Written, directed, and produced by Ellie Schwabel. Pretty amazing. This is we. Uh, that's uh, that's what played halfway through the um, Hass concert this past Sunday night. Uh, those of you who haven't yet contributed and been part of the uh, charity campaign, you can go to thisishask.com, thisishask.com, and to participate in that way. They are at nine. Two five million dollars. They are literally at ninety seven percent of their goal of three million. Again, they are under seventy five thousand dollars away. Every single dollar is matched, so you literally can get them. Anybody who gives right now, oh gosh, I have to think of the math. <laughs> anybody, anybody who gives right now a thirty six thousand dollar donation, basically, 
will get them to the goal. I know they'll still be a a couple of grand short, but 37. Anybody who gives a $37,000 donation right now will get them to the goal. Um, This is Hask.com. This is Hask.com. They're at 2.925 million, which is just unbelievable. What an outpouring. What an outpouring. It was an honor to host the concert on Sunday night, and I hope everybody enjoyed had a wonderful had a lot of wonderful parts to it, I can tell you that much, as you know. If you saw it, you know it. A lot of wonderful things. Tuesday morning, JM and the AM, 41 degrees, rain and partly cloudy and a high of 49. So according to our research, I, when I was listening to the news from Israel and I heard the mayor of Yerushalayim on the news, I thought they're expecting a foot of snow. <laughs> I thought I thought we're going back to, uh, what was it, December of 2014? I think it was December of 2014. When I was stuck in that blizzard in Yerushalayim, um, and I'm talking about a blizzard. I mean, they had you know that a foot or two of snow during that uh, during that blizzard in Yerushalayim. And I, the way he was talking, I thought that it was heading in that direction. Then my my uh, family in Yerushalayim tells me that uh, they're expecting two centimeters starting tomorrow night. So I guess that's about an inch, right? Two centimeters. But an inch of snow in Yerushalayim, I guess, you know, can cause, in all seriousness, can cause havoc, can wreak havoc on the on the town and uh, and its residents. So, um, you know, we take that into consideration. We think about what's going on in Yerushalayim over the next uh, 36 hours or so. So they're expecting it tomorrow night, supposedly. And uh, I'm sure we'll see the traditional photos of snow in Jerusalem or Yerushalayim under snow cover. Uh, once uh, once the snow lands. Ten minutes after the hour, it's JM in the AM. Today is the 4th of Adar, my brother's 10th yard site. Uh, in his memory, Harav Moshe Yona, Ben Harav Zev Halevi, we try to remind people that if you suffer from heartburn, often that turns into Barrett's, which often turns into cancerous cells. We don't want anyone to suffer the way he did at the end of his life with stage 4 esophageal cancer. So speak to your doctor if you're a heartburn sufferer. Or if you're of a certain age, speak to your doctor of adding an endoscopy, not just a colonoscopy, but an endoscopy to your screenings, to your tests. And um, hopefully if you do have anything there, it'll be caught early enough and detected early enough that you'll be able to live life normally. Uh, but again, it's called an endoscopy. Speak to your doctor. Endoscopy is the word. Tuesday morning broadcast, it's JM in the AM. Zara, the vacation, 
Hello, Papa. Goodbye, Simo. <laughs> Simo, my son, it's the end. Don't say that, Papa. It's not the end. Even at the end, my own son is telling me what to say. <laughs> Simo, my boy, believe me, it's the end. All right, Papa, I believe you. It's the end. Simo, I liked it better when you were arguing with me. Papa, is there anything I can get for you? Yes. One thing before I go. I would like one piece of Mama's delicious apple strudel. It's my last wish. I'll get it for you, Papa. 
What else could a man want but the taste of mama's apple strudel on his lips when he goes? <laughs> I'm a lucky man. I'm back, Papa. Oh, good. The apple strudel. No, Papa. I didn't get it. Mama says you can't have any. What do you mean? Can't have any. She said the strudel is for after the funeral. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. <laughs> Nothing like a good other comedy segment, that's for sure. Tuesday morning broadcast here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, you heard um, Project X with Ari Hill and Ellie Marcus. That's brand new. You heard Schwabel, Scharf, and Levine. Uh, with the song Nar Haiti here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning broadcast. Thanks so much for joining us as uh, we continue here with uh, Rabbi Goldwasser. Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebin of Alevi and Zechonishmas Esther Basavios of Alevi. In addition, today is my brother's 10th yard side, as I mentioned. So we will dedicate Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Moshe Yona Ben Harav Zev Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read concerning Adar, Mishanichnas Adar Marbin Besimcha. The Gemara tells us, Rabbi Yehuda, the son of Rav Shmuel Bar Shiles, said in the name of Rav, that this is a Chazal that we're to remember, Mishanichnas Av, when the month of Av enters, Memaitin Besimcha, we decrease our joy, Mishanichnas Adar, but when the month of Adar enters, Marbin Besimcha, these are the days of Purim and Pesach, the days of great celebration and happiness. So we see that the simcha that we have during Chodesh Adar, during the entire month, is because of Purim. However, the Sefer Ki'atoyimodi asks the question, why is it that when Adar enters in, the very first day of the month, we are already happy? The miracle did not happen until the 13th of Adar. However, we read the words, It was the month that its character turned around from sorrow to joy. That would seem to indicate that the happiness goes throughout the entire month. If so, we have to realize why is it that we are happy the entire month of Adar. The Sfasemis answers that because Chodesh Adar is not just the time when the miracle of Purim happened. It was after the Jews had given Shkalim. They had started to donate from the very first day of Adar. These donations increased the happiness of Klal Yisrael. That was the Simcha, the happiness in giving. The Kedushas Levi, the great Berdichever, answers a little differently. He says the reason is, is because Chodesh Adar comes at the end of the weeks of Shovavim. These weeks were spent in tshuva, in introspection, in looking into our lives to see what we could correct, how could we improve, and how can we come closer to our Father in Heaven. That is the simcha that we experience in Adar, the fact that we have come closer to Hashem. The great Rebbe Azriel Tauber one time was talking on Lel Shabbos. He was speaking to a group that was not religious. At that time, he felt 
that one of those who had gone off the derech was going to reach for a cigarette and go outside for a smoke. This was on Shabbos. He said to the person quietly, can I talk with you? He pulled him aside and he said, I want to ask you a question. If this was your last cigarette and Hashem would ask you, could I please have the cigarette? Would you give it to him? The young man said, of course I would. If Hashem himself were to ask me for the cigarette, my last cigarette, is there any doubt that I would give it over to him? Rebbe Israel said, you should know that Hashem is asking for this cigarette that's about to reach your hand. Would you give it to him? The young man looked down and said, I certainly would. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. JM and the AM Tuesday, and today's morning chizuk, in addition to it always being dedicated to the memory of my parents, today is dedicated to my brother, whose 10th yard site is today the 4th of Adar, uh, Harav Moshe Yonah ben Harav Zev Halevi. And I remind everybody out there who suffers from heartburn that often that heartburn turns into Barrett's, and often that turns into esophageal cancer cells or other cancer cells. And uh, to avoid the terrible suffering my brother had with his stage 4 esophageal cancer, we make these announcements every year. Maybe we should make them even more often. Well, we do it twice a year at least because on the secular date we usually do it like we did last week and on the Jewish date of the 4th of Adar. Uh, Speak to your doctor. If you're a heartburn sufferer or have symptoms like that, no matter what degree it is, even if it's mild, speak to your doctor about getting an endoscopy. That's a preventative measure. It's a screening. It's an early detection device. And hopefully, if God forbid you have anything, uh, you will be able to you know, squelch it immediately and not suffer the way my brother did. So endo- in addition to colonoscopy, you're looking for an endoscopy. Speak to your doctor about it. Men and women, speak to your doctor about it. Endoscopy. And often both of them, by the way, can be done on the same day and at the same time. So makes it even easier. Tuesday morning broadcast here at JM and the AM on this 16th of February in the 4th of Adar. Well... With all the uh, association we've had with the UAE over the last few months, especially with our big trip in December and being in touch with people there over the uh, airwaves over the last couple of months, uh, it it is amazing to me that we haven't had the opportunity till today, and I'm so glad we have this opportunity today uh, to give a tremendous amount of uh, credit and laud the accomplishments of Rabbi Yehuda Sarna. Rabbi Sarna, of course, has been such a key figure in the uh, UAE, and uh, the news is that as Jewish life continues to flourish and grow in the Gulf, the local Jewish communities of, listen to this, Bahrain, Kuwait, Oman, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and the UAE have come together to share resources by forming the Association of Gulf Jewish Communities. Rabbi Yehuda Sarna is the honorary chairman of the Association of Gulf Jewish Communities, Rabbi Sarna, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Well, it's great to be here. And if you would have told me a year ago that the pandemic would help create uh, a linkage, a connection between Jewish communities in the Gulf, I would have told you you were crazy. But sure enough, I mean, it was just uh, a little under a year. I was on Grand Street, Anachem, right, right, not not far from your studio in the in the kosher store, yeah, and purchasing boxes, uh, cases of grape juice to ship over. To, to the UAE, along with matzos that I had FedEx, uh, and, and, and to provide for, for Jewish uh, people in the UAE. And sure enough, as we put out this call, you know, who needs matzo, who needs grape juice? 
we started getting requests from people in Qatar, from people in Kuwait, from people in Bahrain, from people in Saudi Arabia, I mean, from all over the Gulf. And, and, and just, uh, um, you know, in the, those following weeks, as we started doing our, you know, these Zoom calls every, you know, before Shabbos every week, you know, we had people logging on from all over. And so in many ways, this is just this association is a natural outgrowth from uh, the, the darkness of the pandemic. The, the point being, I just want to make sure this is clear to everybody, the point being that you're making that without that initial effort during the pandemic to, to you know, in a very long-distance manner, <laughs> help the Jews of the UAE, without that initial effort, there would not have been this collaboration which formed through all these Jew- different Jewish communities of the Gulf afterward. Yeah, I mean, I mean, absolutely, and it's been beautiful oh, to yeah. see how each community, actually, it's not just about matzah and grape juice, right. you know, but how each community is bringing its own unique resources to help the other. The, the Jewish community in Bahrain is the historic Jewish community. I mean, it's mm-hmm. been there for 150 years. They have a synagogue that's been there, they a physical building, they have a cemetery that's been there. They're also citizens of the country of Bahrain, which is not the case in the other Gulf countries, where Jews are there either as residents, you know, residents or as expats. And it, it really is the, um, you know, in many ways, the, it's, it's each community bringing what it has to help the other. Well, I'm glad that Grand Street had a role in all that. Pretty amazing. Uh, Rabbi Sarna, as you know, I mean, it, it, with my very, very limited familiarity with the Jewish communities of the Gulf, uh, the one, because of the two-day trip, the one that I have somewhat of a familiarity with is the UAE, and I saw a little bit of Jewish life and how Jewish leadership works and the way it attracts people, Shabbos Yontav, and during the week to be part of the Jewish scene. I, I mean, every one of these communities that I named and you just spoke of, Bahrain, Kuwait, Oman, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, each one of them has a completely different level of activity in its own relatively small Jewish community, right? I would guess that some of the countries that are represented by the uh, by the association really have very limited Jewish presence, while others, you know, get much closer to what the UAE has. Uh, um, that's right. I mean, the UAE is always going to have this uh, magnet for tourists. And, and now, as you saw, Nahum, uh, Jewish tourists are no exception. Uh, but look, when you're talking about Jews throughout the Gulf. I mean, you're talking about both citizens of countries like in Bahrain. You're talking about uh, expats, uh, as in the case of uh, of UAE. Um, you're also talking about somewhere between 500 to 1,000 U.S. servicemen and women who are stationed on bases. Right. And, um, and we've been working with, uh, with the Jewish Welfare Board, uh, which is an entity. Many people don't know about it unless you're in the military. but. Right. It's really the organization that is making provisions for for Jews throughout the uh, you know who are stationed who are serving the United States of America um, in the military and who are stationed all over the world and uh, and the emerging partnership with them uh, is is just uh, something that we're very proud of. If it's obvious, UAE and Bahrain two very good examples, at least from our vantage point. We don't know all the inside workings, obviously. But if it's obvious that those communities are going to grow, both tourist-wise, and I think you would you would also agree that you know in terms of residents, it's very possible these Jewish communities are going to get larger over the next few months and years. Uh, what about the others? I mean, Saudi Arabia, for instance, Kuwait, for instance. I mean, you don't expect an actual growth of the Jewish community in those areas, do you? 
one of the things I learned is that uh, um, we can't just think about tomorrow. We have to think about the day after tomorrow. Mm. You know, I've been going to the UAE since 2010, January of 2010, wow. when, before NYU opened its campus in Abu Dhabi, before it opened NYU Abu Dhabi. And, and look, I brought with me during that trip uh, Chomish, Stone Chomish, which I plan to kind of, uh, you know, Make sure you know stays there. Right. And 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 I was thinking about though, is anybody going to use this chumash tomorrow? I was thinking, you know, maybe someday in the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and look, since we've made the announcement, I've had Jews in Saudi Arabia email me out of the blue. This is just a day saying, you know, is there any way I could log on to a Megillah reading? So the answer is, we just don't know. We right. just don't know. We we have to operate with what we do know. What we do know is. Um, is that there are there are um, Jewish communities growing in certain countries, and that there may be ones others in other Jew- in other countries that uh, that that may come about. Right. Um, we've also, and I think you know, as we're as we're working to also establish a Beitin, what we're calling the Beitin of Arabia. And look, Nachum, I've been working closely with uh, people in the European Beitin, which includes the the, the London Beitin. And with the Beijing of America, who've been just a tremendous support, they understand that what we're trying to do here is set something up for the long term, not just for tomorrow. You know what I mean? I, I think you need to explain to us why that's important. Uh, you know, many people, you know, uh, I mean, we understand the importance of having, you know, a Jewish cemetery as as uh, as communities grow of uh uh, of an Erev, a mikvah, you know, there are certain things that, were, I mean, some people even joke you need a kosher pizza shop in order for a community to grow. So we understand that. Why is a Bezdin, why is a Bethdin of Arabia so important and vital at this stage? The presence of a Beitin signals that there is a way, there is a path for Jews to live a full life in this country. Wow. Um, you know, I mean, uh, because... First of all, governments need an address of, of uh, for you know a direction for who, to whom to address questions of of is uh, you know how do we ensure that uh, that Jewish life can in fact be practiced, which believe it or not is something that uh, that Muslim countries, Arab countries, Arab governments, contrary to the perception, something that they care very deeply about, right. and of course the perception is. Uh, that and it's not based on nothing, right? There, there is some grounds for it, but the perception is that that all Arab countries are are uh, uh, only accept one religion, and that's Islam. Mm-hmm. But look, once you have a a, a Beitin which is interacting with the ministries of justice or the judicial department, and that there are, there can be um, an acceptance of Jewish laws of inheritance, Jewish uh, laws of Marriage and divorce, divorce settlement, um, uh, other questions of Jewish status, registering birth, uh, making sure that uh, that uh, kosher food or other religious items can make their way into the country. Mm-hmm. This is a really important. This really paves the way for a normal Jewish existence in these countries. And, and to the credit of the Bahrain Jewish community, they've had this relationship with uh, with the Ministry of Justice uh, in Bahrain going back uh, decades, if not more than a century, where the decisions that have been rendered um, for them on behalf of Rabbanim, not ones who are living locally, but but uh, diaspora Rabbanim, 
have been accepted, have been stamped by the Bahrain uh, Ministry of Justice, and it's really through that that we are um, that that we are uh, establishing the Beit Din of Arabia. Such an important thing for people to realize. Uh, Rabbi Yehuda Sarna is with us, honorary chair of the Association of Gulf. Jewish communities. In addition, of course, as you just alluded to, there'll be an Arabian kosher certification agency. I'm assuming the goal is to establish the same standards for all the countries and all the uh, the kosherous work that's being done in all those countries. Uh, I mean, this this could only be to you know for a benefit of the worldwide Jewish community comes to visit these six countries and comes to visit the Gulf region. Do you see already? Uh, some type of uh, a desire on the part of people uh, in the food industry to become part of this Arabian Kosher Certification Agency? Uh, look, it's just not the very beginning. What we do know is that there is intense interest among Jews around the world, Jews in Israel, Jews in Europe, Jews in the United States, uh, to visit the Gulf, to be a part of what's really emerging as a family reunion uh, between between Arabs from a certain part of the world and Jews from other parts of the world, mm. uh, where once upon a time people lived, uh, you know, next door to each other. And um, one of the things that I've seen, especially in the UAE, is this culture of hospitality, of wanting to do just anything to accommodate to make sure that the guests are comfortable. And this is a part of it. I know that um, uh, Rabbi Abadi and uh, Ibrahim uh, Dawood Nunu are ba- both very involved, obviously, in the leadership of the association have the board members have the representatives of each of the six countries been chosen already or not yeah yes um and uh, and we had an amazing zoom call uh last week and uh with all the board members you know the representatives from each of the countries and it's very powerful it, it was very emotional actually you know on the one hand to see see mr nonu who who um who was so well established Bahrain, and then uh, to see others who had, you know, recently come to the region, others who've been living uh, undercover as a Jewish person for decades in the Arab world. Right. It was quite dramatic, and and with the announcement coming out yesterday, I have to tell you, Nahum, uh, there may be many things that I'm not optimistic about, uh, but, uh, you know, especially given the pandemic and how things have gone, but about this, I'm optimistic. It's not just an optimism, and Rabbi, uh, Rabbi uh, Yehuda Sarna is with us uh, live via telephone. It's not just optimism. You know, you, you know your Jewish history, Rabbi Sarna. Um, we know about the era that was very uh, that was very Eurocentric. The Jewish community was very the global Jewish community was very Eurocentric, and of course followed by a period of time that we're in now, where the Jewish community was very North American centric. And now, of course, we've seen over the last decade or so where the Jewish community uh, is now so Israel-centric, thank God, with, you know, we're approaching the majority of Jews in the world uh, being in Israel. And, and it just seems like there's a, there could be, there could, and history is tough to, you know, the future is tough to predict. But the way we're going with the leadership that you're providing, it looks like there could be a time soon enough, whatever that means in the context of, you know, years and decades, where the Jewish world is really... Middle Eastern centric again, uh, again not to take anything away from our beloved state of Israel, and I always state the future of the Jewish peoples in the state of Israel. But I think you know what I mean, where the diaspora uh, is going to make a major shift. Do you see that? I think that 
we are on the precipice of something that we don't know exactly what kind of change it's going to bring. And I think the opening up of boundary of borders between uh, between Israel and the UAE, Israel and Bahrain, being able to fly over Saudi Arabia is going to redefine Israeli identity, going to redefine, uh, um, you know, right now people typically see the terms Arab and Jewish as, as opposite. Right. But I think that's going to start breaking down. Yeah. And I think uh, Israel's identity as a member of the region, as a member of the region, is going to shift. And um, you're already seeing that, by the way, if you read, as I do, um, the newspapers in the UAE, a lot of their news is about Israel. And if you read Israeli media, a lot of their news is about the UAE. Right. Not just UAE-Israel relations, but Israel had a, you know, Israeli media had a whole profile on on uh, the the probe, the UAE probe that landed on Mars, uh, it just it, it opens up uh, it opens up the map in a different way. It does redefine the map. So, and when it comes to the Jewish world, I think look, there are many different theories of predictions out there about what it's going to look like. Some people are saying that the UAE is going to be uh, Israel's Florida, if, uh, you know, in, in New York in the New York centric terms. You know, because the weather there in the winter is so nice right. that there's going to be there's going to be not just seventy thousand Israelis uh, as visited during December, but hundreds of thousands right. of Israelis visiting every winter. That might be. It's going to be that many American Jews who are traveling to Israel, whether for Pesach, I'm already hearing that for Pesach, or for others, are going to say, you know what, I'm already there. Maybe I'll make a stop in the in the UAE. Yeah. Um, from the UAE, it's easy to get anywhere. I mean, their their airlines go to uh, Arba Kampos Aris. I mean, they, they go all over. And um, and so it's, it's opening up trade. It's opening up travel. Uh, it's opening up possibilities for uh, identity. It's, it's, it's enabling a kind of family reunion, which we have not seen in any kind of dramatic way, you know, in our, in our, in our, in our, living history. Yeah. I'll tell you, some people listening right now are rolling their eyes, and I'll tell you why, because uh, people asked us what was the most important part of the trip that we took in December, and I said the most important part was the message that I brought back to a lot of people here and around the world, but especially here, who grew up with a certain mindset. And I have to say this in a really sensitive way, but I think you'll know exactly what I mean. Um, Maybe even rightfully so because of the experience that so many of our parents and grandparents had, maybe even rightfully so, we were brought up in the quote-unquote yeshiva league, as I call it, you know, the modern Orthodox day schools, high schools, uh, with with a certain attitude or atmosphere that there was really no such thing as getting along with Arab communities, that there was a desire among most on the other side of that relationship to, you know, to, to be unfriendly at the least, and at the most, unfortunately, you know, want to exterminate Jews. And again, because of the experience of previous generations, I, I can almost excuse that attitude. We go to the UAE, we meet people and, and have that you know, short experience but fulfilling one where it's obvious that these communities, meaning ours and theirs, can get along and can move forward and can replicate the way Jews and Arab communities got along in centuries past. And I think this move with this announcement yesterday, Association of Gulf Jewish Communities, only adds 
to that hope and hopefully to that eventuality. Do you get what I mean by the background of how we grew up and how different the future could be? Absolutely. I mean, my first experience, the first time I went to Abu Dhabi was in January 2010 in the shadow of the second intifada, uh, which had taken the life of my second cousin, sadly, who was killed at a bus stop. Uh, as well, I mean, many of us were experiencing that, that trauma, the second intifada. And um, my first time in an Arab country, and I, I, I made sure that everywhere I was going, I was with uh, you know, some, another colleague from NYU. And I remember once I was in a supermarket, in the Carrefour, a French supermarket in, uh, in Abu Dhabi, and the person I was with asked if I, you know, he had to go somewhere else in the store. He said, I'll be back in a second. And I was in the cheese section, I remember looking to see if I could find a hefsher on the Philadelphia cream cheese. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, this wave of fear, this surge of fear came over me, yeah. and I realized I was all alone. And I was certain, oh my, this is crazy. I was certain I would get stabbed there and then because I was unguarded. And, and of course, nothing happened, but, but it really did force me to deal with the stereotypes that I had yeah. and the fears that I had and the... Um, Arabophobia that I had, and it, it, it led me to a changed perception. And yeah. by the way, if you're tracking what's happening in, in Israel, you're seeing that some of the voices, which had previously been, you know, for lack of a better term, uh, you know, anti-Arab, have really moderated as a result of the uh, of the rapprochement. Yeah, good point. You know, I, I think there are exceptions yeah. to that, but I think generally speaking, you're right, and it's significant. And look, and, and, and let me say it in a different way. The bad guys know this. Right. I mean, we, we put out we put out the uh, this announcement, and and you know, the, the, I mean, but the bad guys, people who are yeah. opposed to reconciliation at all between. Yeah. I mean, I, I only saw negativity on on uh, on the on, among Muslims, you know, right. extremist group. Right. Who came out very harshly against look, against this? Look, I left but, the UAE. I, I had said that my desire was basically to go to the leadership of the PA and say, guys, you know, wouldn't you love to have this? Wouldn't you love to have all the technology and the future and the building and the and the commerce and and people, you know, citizens getting the health care they need and the money they need and a tremendous, you know, employment opportunities? Wouldn't you just want this? All you need to do is, you know forge a nice relationship and be mentioned with the people on the other side. But I don't Look, think... No, I, I, I got to say something, but, you know, if, if I know our time is limited, but I got to say right. something. Sure. The leadership is not a function, I believe. It's not a, the task of an individual. It's the task of a generation. Right. And, and the only way this, is gonna, this, this uh, grand you know, reconciliation, this family reunion is going to happen is through people to people. Is when is when every single Jewish tourist to the UAE or to other countries treats everyone there with respect, and um, and the way we behave, you know, whether it's in our politics or whether it's in our business or whether it's in our culture or whether it's in our media, it is in a way that signals that we are ready for this. But this is a we. This is not an I. And this is not just about establishing a, you know, an institution. This is about educating a generation. And for the, for the better of the Jewish people, we really 
need to lean in to this challenge. Yeah, and it's a hard challenge. Yeah. How, how do we leave behind decades of, of animosity yeah. and step and look forward to decades of prosperity? This is a very difficult turn to make. And that's my hope, with, whether it's just about establishing the Jewish community in the UAE, which, you know, I've been, I've been focused on and I'm very blessed that just last week, actually, the, the Jewish community in Dubai received its official license from, wow. uh, from the, the authorities there, which is a major achievement. Um, and whether it's about establishing this association, these are vehicles, really, for the transformation of a generation. And, and it's that challenge that we all need to lean into. And you're a big piece of it. Your, your, your listeners are a big piece of it. I hope that they come and visit, as you did, in, in the footsteps, footsteps of Nahum Siegel. <laughs> uh, and, and when they come, you know, to make a point, not just of, of eating at the kosher restaurants or going up to, to you know, uh, to the heights of the Burj Khalifa, but, but actually meeting uh, the local population. And, and, you have, and, you have, and you have no idea, based on our experience, how anxious they are to meet to hear about what a yarmulke is all about, to hear have you ever been to Israel, to hear what is your tradition like compared to ours, uh, and the similarities, frankly. There's a lot of similarities between you know, a lot the, of similarities. between their rituals and our rituals, and they like discussing it and having a friendly conversation. And look, I, I know that, again, I know who's rolling their eyes out there. I know it because I was one of them until, until a few months ago. But there's really there's a lot of uh, there's a lot going on, and there there are uh, trails being blazed, and all of us can be part of it. As Rabbi Sarna just uh, uh, outlined for us. By the way, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but just I mean, if it happens, I mean, what's the of all of all six? Which is the official largest Jewish population? Which is officially the smallest Jewish population of these six? Would you know off the? We're we're in the process. Uh, look, the, the UAE is the, is the largest. And um, and this is one of the our hopes about making this association public is that we would have a better sense of right. how many people are actually out there. Um, uh, who do you I, I who do you suspect that, is um, the smallest? Who so, do you suspect? So, who do you think is the smallest of these six? Like it's likely which smallest? One? I would say as of now is likely Saudi Arabia. Oh wow, interesting. Likely, likely, um, and Saudi Arabia. You know, Saudi Arabia is. Um, you know, they are. They've made a lot of changes in the past few years, and um, and certainly, uh, I don't know if you saw last year the head of the um, Muslim World League, which is a preeminent Islamic uh, organization uh, funded by the Saudis, really in, to a certain extent, you know, part of the Saudi Arabian government, uh, visited Auschwitz with the HAC, and HAC has done phenomenal, phenomenal work. So there are changes uh, that are that are afoot in Saudi Arabia, but as of now, I would say that that is the um, that is the smallest Jewish population. Right. But let's see, let's see. I mean, we're going to see. Uh, my, my prediction, and this is we haven't started working on this, but my prediction is that we're going to see the um, the the renovation and and uh, and if you will, um, the marking of Jewish cemeteries, which. Uh, exists throughout the Arabian Peninsula, right. and that is true in uh, in Qatar. Uh, sorry, in Kuwait. That is true in uh, in Oman. That is true in Saudi Arabia, uh, where that we know that there are um, there are cemeteries that were there. We don't know their exact condition. Just the opposite. Just the opposite of those who want to wipe out our past. They want to acknowledge our past. 
Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing, that's the amazing thing that you will hear over and over again from, uh, from Emiratis and, and from, other, uh, from others in the Gulf is that they feel like uh, because of the Islamist winds that swept the peninsula and drove Jews and Christians uh, off of the peninsula, or, or driving Jews and Christians off of the drove Jews away, but also have driven and, and, and in some ways continue to drive Christians off. So many of the now the most forward-looking voices are looking around and saying, hey, where did everybody else go? And a part of our identity, a part of our culture, is being able to spread out a grand Arab tent under which many people can come and rest. And to a certain extent, the, the dream of the Islamists of creating, quote-unquote, pure societies right. of only Muslims and of only Muslims of a certain type um, has been the thing that is prompting this, uh, this change. I mean, we don't, from over here, we think it's all about us. You know, we think it's all about America. We think it's, or if you're in Israel, we think it's all about Israel. Right. It's not. There's a lot of <laughs> internal dynamics going on. And so this question of where have all the Jews gone is a live question. They read the Quran. They know that Muhammad had Jewish neighbors. Right. You know, they hear the stories from their grandparents. They right. knew that they used to have Jewish neighbors. Right. And what you've seen uh, growing up alongside all these um, social changes is even in, in, um, in, in current um, Gulf literature, uh, cinema, TV, what you're seeing is the emergence of Jewish characters, which are in some way a figment of the imagination, but more importantly, they're a manifestation of memory. Yep. These are, these are we, we to certainly there are characters that they, that they remember. Yeah, what's old? Not, not, not us individually, but they remember us. And, and they bemoan the fact that we haven't been there, and that makes them feel like it's a, an unnatural state. Yeah, what's and I'm going to say something that might sound a little controversial, but there are, um, it's kind of like the, the unspoken secret, that there are a good number of people in the Gulf living as, living as Muslims who know that they have Jewish ancestry. Wow, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they know that they have Jewish ancestry, and I've been getting some of these stories. Oh, is that? Um, and by the way, it's not just people in the it's not just people in the Gulf. It's people from around the Arab world who, you know, for work or for other reasons, right. are making their home in the UAE. I mean, that's mostly right. my context. Who will say, you know, can you help me get on birthright? Can you help me get on masak? Can you help me with my sit? You know, amazing, amazing stories. There's even a Someone from uh, someone from Saudi Arabia who I met. This is an, an incredible story. Um, whose whose family? He's, his name is Mohammed, but which is obviously a very common name. Um, his family was originally a Yemenite family that 80 years ago, 100 years ago, was on its way, like many Yemenite families, from Yemen to Israel. One branch of the family stopped along the way in Saudi Arabia. And the other branch continued to Israel. And you have this irony of one branch of a family literally uh, almost becomes a member of Knesset. Uh, and then another branch uh, are covert Jews living as Muslims 
in Saudi Arabia. Unbelievable. Rabbi Sarda, I, uh, maybe after we're both vaccinated or when we reopen the studio to guests, I got to have you in here, and which shouldn't be too difficult since we're both in lower Manhattan so often, and we got to continue this conversation. I have so many more questions, but I also look forward to actually being in the Gulf with you because uh, you, may, you may have been the only thing missing, frankly, from our uh, journey there back in December. Congratulations on the Association of Gulf Jewish Communities, and thank you so much for joining us this morning. My pleasure. My pleasure. Rabbi Yehuda Sarna, Honorary Chair of the Association of Gulf Jewish Communities, which was just announced yesterday. And you hear just how significant it is. Pretty amazing. And you are listening to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSingle.com and the NahumSingle Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Angels in the sky In a garden full of glory The galaxies so brilliantly related Ultimately high On that first page of our story Till the time our parents were created And this brother came through a blow so mad and chilling Tragically, he never did recover Oh, it's really so insane All our selfishness that's killing That stranger who's our sister and our brother So listen, brother, listen, friend Just a little smile ahead joined in to heal him and each one shed his tears they all shared in the legacy of their Rebbe through the years never judge another and help all those in need fear Hashem above the one that sees mm, so look beyond the outside to that which lies within See what someone could become Instead of what he's been 
Simplicity, how his words reach you with sensitivity, and your eyes recognize as never before that the dream that he prays for is yours. Miles apart, close at heart, feel the bond as one from the start. Although mountains and oceans are in our way We are joined from the time of that wondrous day When at Sinai we learned the path we would take That the chains of our past would never Home. 
We pray to Hashem through the years. We're here all together, and yet we're alone. Our eyes are burning with tears. Our brethren, you've strayed from the ways of the night you got in a fight you said things you knew you'd regret you went to your room and you slammed the door shut wishing that you'd never met you know that it's wrong you've been friends for so long to bicker and argue this way So get off the bed and walk up the block You'll knock on his door and he'll say 
Friends will be there through the good times and bad. Laugh with you and cry when you're sad. Who cares who was wrong? Been friends for so long. The Close friends right from the start Why let yourselves drift apart We've been out of touch I miss you so much Friendship is worth more than you'll ever inside through the heart of a Jew open up its many doors and the soul that you'll see there inside is a reflection of yours for each soul is a part To each other We are all part of one another And we have always been one We are one since away back in time Unified at our start We began to live and believe with one heart you and I we were all gathered there as one we said we'll do and hear. we were born to belong together and forever Your honey bunch is home. Where are you? I'm hiding. 
I've got a surprise for you. Where are you? I'm hiding. I bought you those gold earrings you wanted. Where are you? I'm hiding in different closets. <laughs> JM in the AM on our comedy segments here at JM in the AM on this Tuesday morning, 16th of February, the 4th of Adar. Today is the 10th yard side of my brother, Harav Moshe Yonah ben uh, Zev Halevi, if um, you are a heartburn sufferer, consider speaking to your doctor about getting an endoscopy. Heartburn often leads to Barrett's, which leads to esophageal cancer, which is what my brother passed away from. Uh, to avoid suffering the way he did, uh, get an endoscopy, often done the same day as a colonoscopy. Uh, speak to your doctor, get an endoscopy. That's the screening you need for, for uh, early prevention, early detection. Um, and that's it. That's the message of the day on his uh, fourth yard side, excuse me, on his 10th yard side, the fourth of Adar here at JM in the AM. Uh, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old world classics, beef, fry, kishka, and more. And modern, better for you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website kosherdogs.net. 10% off with promo code radio and check out A&H today. Uh, our uh, kosher halftime show is up on our website. If you haven't seen it yet, go to NahumSiegel.com. NahumSiegel.com for the kosher halftime show. And a big thank you to the Rothenberg Law Firm and, of course, all of our amazing sponsors, commercial sponsors, etc. A very successful kosher halftime show and really well produced. Thank you, Eighth Day. Thank you, Mayor Kay. It was really, really nice. And if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. Uh, Partners in Torah is uh, seeking people who would like to learn more about their heritage. Uh, those of you out there who are um, who are ready to study with a partner on a weekly basis, uh, those of you who are ready to learn more about our tradition and heritage, whatever side of the partnership you're on, contact Partners in Torah. They'll facilitate the whole thing. Partnersintorah.org, partnersintorah.org, or 1-800-STUDY-4-2, 1-800-STUDY, the number four, and then the number two, and you'll be all set. And I certainly hope you'll uh, take advantage and um, and contact Partners in Torah. OHEL is celebrating its 51st annual gala on the 7th of March. Um... Guests of honor, Toby and Yaeli Steinberg and the Gourmet Glot family. Uh, other awardees include Adina Lewis and Lawrence Garbuz, Shani and Dove Weinstock, Libby and Schleimi Dax, and of course they'll salute the COVID heroes, OHEL's team of direct support professionals. Make sure to be involved. Get your journal ads in. Register for the event, ohelgala.org, ohelgala.org, or dial 718-972-9338, 718 9338. Uh, what else do we have here for everybody? Um, trying to see what else I wanted to remind everybody about. Feel free to comment on the app. Oh, that was before we talk about the app. Uh, the Hask campaign is at 2.926. They're literally under. $74,000 away from their goal. 
So if they get a uh, a thirty six thousand dollar donation right now, since everything is doubled, they basically have made their goal. So go to thisishask.com. Thisishask.com. If you haven't given yet, give generously. Everything you give is doubled. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Um, comment from listener Terry. She thinks it was December twenty thirteen. Snowmageddon in Yerushalayim. She may be right. I think she is right. December 2013. I could actually look at my pictures in my phone and probably determine it, but I think it was the end of 2013. That snowstorm, the blizzard where I was literally stuck in Jerusalem. I'll never forget walking from the hotel Shabbos morning. My nephews came to rescue me from the hotel, and I walked with them back to my brother's house. Oh, my gosh. That was not pleasant. (laughs) That was not pleasant. But I made it, <laughs> Baruch Hashem. Um, listener Morris, do you know how many Jewish residents are in each location? Yeah, in my conversation with Rabbi Starna, I used Morris's question as the springboard for the question about population, Jewish population, in the uh, you know ranked in the among the six countries. Uh, this listener says, "Don't forget, many Jews lived very peacefully among the Arabs as recently as the mid 1900s." That is 100 percent true. Listener Edie says, thanks so much for the Odd Dark Comedy segments. Thank you. Listener Chaya says, thanks for the comedy segments. My mom played those records on our little turntable record player, Memory Lane, grinning all the way to work. Thank you for that. And uh, this listener says, please, Davin, for Rifka Naomi Bas Shulamishana. Rifka Naomi Bas Shulamishana for Rafush Lehman. Your help with that is greatly appreciated. Rifka Naomi Bas Shulamishana. Tuesday morning broadcast, JM in the AM, as we continue with this brand new one from Zusha.
I am not a stranger to the dark Hide away, they say Cause we don't want your broken parts I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars Run away, they say No one will love you as you are Don't let them break you down to dust I know that there's a place for us We are warriors When you feel afraid and you're full of doubt We're gonna send the love, we're gonna shout it out I am brave, I am free Take my hand and follow me This is we Look out, cause here we come And we're marching on to the beat we drum We're not scared to be seen We make no apologies This is we Come celebrate and let the games begin No time to waste Cause today you find where you fit in Together we can beat the odds and give
JM in the AM. This is We. It's done by uh, Ellie Schwabel and Shulam Lemmer, and it's uh, the anthem, I would say, of this year's Hass concert and this week's Hass Hass campaign. Those of you who haven't given yet, thisishass.com. Thisishass.com. They are literally (laughs) so on the cusp of their goal, 2.926 million, which means not just 97% of their goal, but it also means because every dollar is matched that the next person who gives a $36,000 donation, yeah, $36,000 donation, will get them like $1,000 from their goal. That's how it'll work. So see what happens. Go to thisishass.com and participate if you haven't yet during this campaign. JMAM Tuesday, good morning all. Thanks for joining us. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Malcolm Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Um... If you're looking for employment, resume at NahumSiegel.com. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. We have um, uh, we have a commitment from our friends at the Joel Pohl Group that anything in the uh, Jewish not-for-profit professional realm, we could send to them. And otherwise, we uh, we do our best to... Match people up with employment. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Enjoy 10% discount on all Abel's and Hyman products at kosherdogs.net with promo code radio. A&H has been serving the kosher world since 1954, and A&H products are available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Check out A&H today, and you'll be glad you did. Um... Yeah, you will be glad you did. Eighth Day is coming up next. They were the stars of Kosher Halftime Show 2021. If you missed it, go to NahumSiegel.com or Facebook.com slash NahumSiegel Network and enjoy the uh, Kosher Halftime Show. It was an amazing production, I must say. There's no other way to say it. It was simply an amazing production. Our friends at ShopEichlers.com got the big sale going on on uh, all the lights and lamps That'll help enhance your Shabbos. No joke. You go to shopiclers.com. There are a variety of different ways that people deal with the light situation on Shabbos. I told you what my uh, preference is. I go for the Shabbos light. It's got a, um, it's got a uh, LED. It's a t- LED table lamp. It's got a great gooseneck. A really easy way to quote unquote shut it off on Shabbos. Obviously, you're not shutting anything; you're just covering it. And it has a place to charge your phone. So if it's by your bed, you can do that all week long. It's a drop more expensive than the other ones. It happens to be my preference. The other ones are also great. There's the Kosher Innovation Travel Shabbos, uh, Travel Kosher Lamp and the Kosher Innovation Kosher Lamp Max, both of which give a lot of light. The traveling one, obviously, with tremendous convenience. All you gotta do is check it out. Go to shopbyclothes.com, shopbyclothes.com. I notice you don't even have to you don't have to search Shabbos lights anymore. They literally have a banner on the front screen on the homepage. We can just click and get to that page. So shopbyclothes.com. You're looking for Shabbos lights. It's their great deal of the week. They do have um, same day delivery to Borough Park, Flatbush, Williamsburg, Crown Heights, Staten Island, Queens, Five Towns, Far Rockaway, Muncie, Monroe, Teaneck, Lakewood, Toms River, and Jackson, New Jersey. Go to shopbyclothes. JM in the AM Tuesday on the 16th of February, the 4th of Adar. Today is the yard site of my brother, his 10th yard site, Harav Moshe Yonah ben Rav Zev Halevi. And I remind you that if you suffer from uh, heartburn of any type, no matter how severe or not severe it is, speak to your doctor about getting an endoscopy. 
Often heartburn leads to Barrett's, which leads to cancerous cells. And I don't want you to suffer the way my brother did with esophageal cancer stage four. Uh, speak to your doctor. On the same day you get a colonoscopy, you can get an endoscopy. And you can take all those screenings, all those tests. And uh, you know what they say, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, right? Um, these, these announcements have helped people start to beat whatever they have very, very early. So let's go for the early detection, please. Speak to your doctor. And uh, we announced this in the schus of Rav Moshe Yonab and Rav Zev Halevi. Uh, JM in the AM at 19 minutes before the hour with, as promised, eighth day. Some say, turn around, turn around and fight them. Some say, close your eyes and pray. Some wave a big white flag, screaming with surrender. Some quit, calling it a day. Just keep on moving, roll it on. Don't stop for the ocean. Keep on moving, waters fade away. Keep on moving, roll it on. Don't stop for the ocean. Keep on moving till you find your way. Just nothing about survival Some say Doesn't really pay Some hold on tight Screaming Can't change my nature Some say We just can't find our way Just keep on moving Roll it on Don't stop for the ocean Keep on moving Waters fade away Keep on moving Roll it on Don't stop for the ocean Keep on moving till you find your way Staring down a barrel, but I trust in him. Waves are crashing, but we're coming in. Got my eye on the bright, won't stop for the lights. I'll be running down this path till he opens my eyes. Clouds are dark, I can't see a thing. But I wait to see the light that my faith will bring. Keep on moving, waters fade away Keep on moving, roll it on Don't stop for the ocean Keep on moving till you find your way Water's on my mind and I just can't swim The only way to win is to jump
jump right in. I'm steering down the barrel, but I trusted him. My waves are crashing and we're coming in. Got my eye on the prize, won't stop for the lies. I'll be running down the path till he opens my eyes. Clouds so dark, I can't see a thing, but I wait to see the light that my faith will bring.
Oh 
J.M. in the A.M. What a song, huh? Shlomo Katz, 
Toda. Mordechai Ben David with Die. You heard Anod Milvado. That was Mordechai Shapiro. And of course, uh, Eighth Day with Roland here at JM and the AM. That was a, uh, that's the brand new single from Eighth Day. And a big thank you to Eighth Day, of course, for their incredible performance in the Kosher Halftime Show. Much appreciated. Thank you to the Rothenberg Law Firm. If you haven't seen the Kosher Halftime Show yet, you know what I'm about to tell you. Go to NahumSiegel.com. You'll find it on the homepage of our uh, website. Go to Facebook.com slash Network, or go to YouTube and search Kosher Halftime Show 2021 and enjoy. It's an amazing show. No other way to say it, an amazing show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this listener reminds me that the Yeshiva University Maccabees have won two games in a row. Yes, on Saturday night and Sunday, the Macs were back in action. 340-some days later after last March. Oh, gosh, I can't believe it's that long. Anyway, as I said to Coach Elliot Steinmetz in a message that I sent him, it is amazing, and I hope he transmitted this to the uh, to the team. It is amazing how after 340 days, the Yeshiva University Maccabees, their men's basketball team, just took just took up where they left off. They just took over from where they left off. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. I'm trying to think of the exact um, language I used. But they, they picked up from where they left off. That's it. They picked up from where they left off 340-plus days later. Just unbelievable. And a big shout-out to Yoshua Siegel, play-by-play announcer on Sunday's game. He and his team did really well, bringing the broadcast to everybody. That was really nice. And uh, recognized by uh, WNBC as his voice was in the background during Bruce Beck's report about Yeshiva University basketball, which was really cool. Achenu Israel and Achni Machem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday here at uh, JM and the AM, and I thank all of you for tuning in. Ah, plenty more coming up. JM Rewind is next. Rabbi Heber's interview is in there. Yes, you'll hear Rabbi Heber coming up next. That interview is in JM Rewind. The live lunch with Avrami starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Treat him well. He treats everybody well, so treat Avrami well. And have a great Tuesday. Tomorrow morning we're back. We'll start at 6 a.m. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.